0: I'm sure it's on all those bikes. for some reason like it's, it's not even
1: Studios. It's JP,
0: Kathy, and the crew. Woo! Happy Friday before Labor Day weekend. I know several folks who have today and Monday off. That is absolutely lovely. Um, what are your plans for this lovely? labor day weekend are you going to be going and hanging out anywhere doing anything um big and fun uh just uh let us know drop us a line good morning and welcome to the crew i'm so glad to have y'all with us today we've got congressman van taylor coming on in about oh 20-25 minutes um just still so much unrest and so much uncertainty and devastation over in afghanistan so he's going to be giving us an update on that on what um he and some of his colleagues have been trying to do in the House and just, um, unfortunately, some things that have just been ignored. It's just, I, we'll talk about it when he comes on, but I look at this as sweeping one of the most tragic events in American history and world history under the rug. And it's just um Uh, Just unacceptable, just unacceptable. So we will be talking with him later. Oh, yeah, fun way to start off the show, Kathy. There you go. Well, hey, we do want to follow up on um, a story because it involves a friend of ours, a a member of the crew, uh, uh, Colonel Allen West, who um, was RPT chairman, of course, is a former congressman, um, a longtime uh, friend of the show. And he, um, uh, his wife was, uh, he's currently running for governor. Um, That's another thing. His wife, um, if you remember, we talked about this, had been pulled over um, for driving under the influence, and um, he was very um, upset about the way everything was conducted and handled, and this has come out. So Angela West, the wife of Republican Texas gubernatorial candidate Alan West, has been cleared of DWI, of a DWI charge. West, 61, had no traces of drugs or alcohol in her system. Despite being arrested last month for allegedly driving while intoxicated with her three-month-old grandson in the car, the Dallas County District Attorney's Office says, citing toxicology reports. George R. Milner, an attorney representing West, said the District Attorney's Office will not file charges against her after thoroughly reviewing all of the evidence in the case according to a statement. West was stopped for a traffic violation around 8:45 p.m. on August the 20th by a Dallas police officer assigned to the DWI squad who suspected she was intoxicated and performed a field sobriety test on her. After the field test, West was taken into custody and charged with driving while intoxicated with a child under the age of 15 years old, the Dallas Police Department told Fox News. Alan West, a former chairman of the Texas Republican Party who resigned earlier this year to run for governor, called the arrest insidious in a video he posted on Twitter last month. In the video, West, also a former Florida congressman, said he spoke to people who were with his wife at P.F. Chang's restaurant earlier that night, claimed that Um, And told him that she was only drinking water and lemonade. Um, He also blasted the Dallas Police Department for not letting him see his wife or talk to a supervisor about the arrest. Um, The thing that upsets me the most is that they, the Dallas police, took my wife, arrested her, brought her to jail, and left my grandson with two police officers, Wes said in a Twitter video. Luckily, they were able to get in contact with their youngest daughter, Austin, who was able to go and pick up Jackson, West's grandson, from two police officers on the side of the road. I support the thin blue line, but this is insidious, and this is a quote from Alan West. Um, West also posted photos of his wife's receipts from P.F. Chang's that appeared to show no alcohol had been ordered. Um, On Wednesday, his campaign website stated the toxicology report proved the arrest, and this is a quote, un warranted and baseless. I stand by my assertion that a full apology to my wife, Angela, is warranted as well as a full unedited body cam video should be released from the Dallas PD, Chief Garcia, to the press and the public. My wife's honor and reputation should have never been assailed, West said in a statement. Um, Dallas police dash and body cam footage in a news conference for a few days after um, the arrest, Garcia said... um, would not say which portion, if any, she failed. Uh, The department released a statement on Wednesday saying it was aware of the lab results coming from the toxicology department, or yes, toxicology um, um, lab, Due process is granted to everyone and Mrs. West is no different. The officer made her decision based on the information available to her at the time. The purpose of addressing the media and releasing the video footage of the suspected DUI arrest of Mrs. Angela West was not to prove guilt or innocent but to show the interaction between the officer and Mrs. West because of the accusations. Regarding the encounter, the remainder of the process lies in the hands of the district attorney's office. We suspect the ultimate decision of the DA's office and will refrain from commenting further that they the, um, the department added. So she has been cleared of everything. No alcohol in her system, no drugs in her system. Now, and, and, and there are folks who stand on both sides of the argument as far as, you know, how, how Colonel West conducted himself after his wife was arrested, you know, it's one of those things I don't think you ever know unless you're in a position such as this, how you will react. And especially if it's one of those things where he knew and and he said, you know, his wife She's I, I don't even think they have a lick of alcohol in the house. Um, if I'm remembering I'm hearing one of his interviews correctly. So um, anyways, we're very happy that that for her sake, this is that they've been cleared that nothing negative came from, um, you know, what happened with the, the grandson. Everybody is safe. Um, you know, again, JP and I and we know the crew, we wholeheartedly support um, our, uh, you know, uh, those men and women um in blue who serve and protect us nobody is perfect um i don't don't know if anything further will come from this i can imagine you know if if i were her i would be very happy that i was vindicated that um that you know justice has been served for her as far as a public um recognition or acknowledgement i should say acknowledgement of the fact that um there was nothing in her system, so um, so so that's that's um, I think that's big news, and we wanted to follow up on that story. Whenever we have a story that we start and we can follow up on, sometimes the stories we try to follow up on, there's never any follow up, um, but this is one of those where there was, so we wanted to um to make sure that we we got that information out there to you. Um, just got oh yes, it did pull up. So, you know, and you see these help wanted signs everywhere, and again, I believe you've got. Um, a situation where a number of folks have been on receiving unemployment benefits. And so some of the people who are in that age bracket in the in um, a certain you know um, point in time in their life, who would normally have these different jobs at, you know, grocery stores, waiting tables, things of that nature. Um, you know, some of the things you do while you're looking for your career or while you're studying or training for, for your career in life. You know, heck, I waited tables back in the day. I worked at Victoria's Secret. Where else did I work? A couple of other clothing places of Joskies. Was it Joskies or Foley's at the time? Elizabeth, are you on? What did we work? Was it Joskies when we worked there? Anyways, um, and there's just, there are literally help wanted, help wanted signs everywhere. I've just have never seen anything like it it's just it's just crazy um but there um this just came out this morning u.s hiring slows sharply in august as delta variant stunts job gains and i've got a fauci update don't turn the show off I've just got a quick update on him and then a couple of things to talk about with that. Um, So it says uh, non-farm payrolls increased by 235,000 workers in August as unemployment rates fell to 5.2%. The Labor Department said Friday analysis, um, uh, analysts surveyed said they expected the addition of I mean, this is a big old discrepancy, 728,000 jobs and unemployment rate to fall to 5.2%. The job gains in the July report were revised higher by um, 110,000 to 1.053 million. The U.S. economy has averaged 586,000 jobs gained um, per month this year. So... I... (laughs) I don't think this this fares well for us. Um, you know, we've got crisis after crisis after crisis coming on. I ended up, last night, now granted, it was not the usual place I stop and get gas because I've got the places that I like to go, usually while I'm at the grocery store or what have you, because I know these are um, places that have a better price on gas. Um, oh my goodness, it was $3 something a gallon where I stopped last night just for like the um, uh, regular grade of gas, um, hearing friends all over, um, gas prices are, are going up, prices at the grocery store are going up, a few things that I order on a regular um, basis or semi-regular basis on Amazon, I've noticed those prices are going up, and um, and then uh, some of the things that people are used to getting, the demand is so high, including blood pr- some blood pressure medicine, and I'm following this very closely with my mom, um, blood pressure medication that she's been on for several years now, all of a sudden, she is having to call and see if she can order something from another state. Um, They said that there's a shortage on the blood pressure medication that she took, so, or she's taking. Um, And I'm trying to think, there was something the other day, I'm trying to think who who JP and I were talking with, and it was one of those things that you're like, wow, there's, there's a lack of that as well, again, they're not people to work to manufacture manufacture these items. They're not the people, including people to drive buses for school kids. You don't have the people in the transportation industry that we've had in the past. So who's, who's going to do the work? Um, you know, supply and demand only works if when you demand something, the supply is there and available. So... Um, just just crazy times just crazy times um i want to go ahead and so anyway so we'll we'll continue to follow this because i think we we're not even a year into this current administration and it we're already well worldwide uh, disastrous times um very concerned about 911 and jp and i will be talking about 911 and preparing for that next week as we approach the 20th anniversary of 911 um are we sitting ducks are we more um are we setting ducks and back to where we were September 10th, 20 years ago? Um, you know, who's who's keeping us safe and who's putting America first? And again, if you're the current, if you're the president, you should be focused on, you know, um, international issues, on domestic issues, on safety, on jobs, on inflation, on everything. And you should be concerned with and be doing things that move towards taking care of Americans. Because if you're the American president, that's your gig. So, um, would love to hear your thoughts on if he's doing this, if, if he's if he's doing his job. Um, I'm shaking my head. We're not even a year into this um, current administration and this current president being sworn in. And I'm just very concerned for the state of our country. i um, a number of uh, mine and JP's friends. And I know some of the members of the crew have heard from folks as well because you've sent us messages about it. Friends of yours who voted for Biden who are saying I I've never had more voters remorse than this current time. You know, before in the past, every so often I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have voted for so-and-so. And And they are saying, I truly wish I could go and have a do-over and vote for Trump. Um, So very interesting. And these are some people who were not fans of um, President Trump Uh, now, but now they're looking at policy decisions from both administrations and going, wait a second, maybe I didn't like him on Twitter, but I certainly don't like the current policies that are being impacted. So, would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Fauci, and again, don't don't shoot the messenger. Um, Fauci said the Mu COVID variant. Not an immediate threat to to Americans, but the new coronavirus coronavirus variant, Mu, is not at the moment posing a great risk to Americans, according to the White House chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. We're paying attention to it. We take everything like this seriously, but we don't consider it an immediate threat right now, Fauci said Thursday during a, a White House COVID response news briefing. Um, earlier this week, uh, Moo, known by scientists as B.1.621, was added to the World Health Organization's, the WHO's interest of list variants. The variant was first identified in Colombia and has been confirmed in at least 39 countries, according to the WHO. The variant has a, constellate, a constellation of mutations that suggests that it would evade certain antibodies, that's kind of scary, not only mon- monoclonal antibodies, somebody in the medical field to help me with that pronunciation, but vaccine and convalescent serum-induced antibodies, Fauci said. But there isn't a lot of clinical data to suggest that most laboratory um, in vitro data. Remember when you have variants that do diminish somewhat the um, efficacy of vaccines, the vaccines still are quite effective against variants uh, um of that time, Fauci added in a conclusion, telling Americans that the health officials were keeping a very close eye on what happens with Mew. So, um, he's and he also says, Fauci said during a briefing that he would not be at all surprised if three doses of vaccine are required for Americans to be fully protected against the coronavirus. And and i I just wonder and um and let me if you'll let me know, Brett, when um Congressman Taylor gets on because i've got I've got stories out the wazoo today but so as soon as he comes on we're gonna let him in um but I look at um it at the so now they're saying you know he wouldn't be surprised if we've got three um required vaccines booster shots, however you want to refer to this, so at some point are there going to be so many variants out there? And again, this is one of those things, and we've talked about this with Dr. Clothier, a number of, of uh, members of the crew, we've discussed this. You know, some some people, some of our, um, our uh, folks from the crew have been vaccinated, have gotten the shots, some have not, some have gotten one shot, not the second one. So, and that's one of the things we're gonna be talking with um, Well, Monday's uh, Monday, we've got the day off and we'll be running. I think we're going to be rerunning our Randy Travis show. Um, So we're going to go kick back. And when we had Randy Travis and his beautiful wife, Mary, out here, um, I think we're going to rerun that show on Monday. But the next Monday, we'll have Dr. Clothier back on and we're going to talk about booster shots. I know Dr. Good had sent us a question saying, you know, she's healthy, but then she's got family members that are compromised who have received the booster, does she need that third shot? And so several folks are asking um, about this. And I wonder at some point, first of all, at some point we we will have to just learn to live however this is with, with this. I, it's like the flu, I don't think it ever goes away. I think it is something that is a reality that we will have to deal with. I'm not a medical expert in any way, shape or form just my personal thoughts that this is one of those things that people have got to get back to the business of living as best they can because this isn't going away. It's going to be like, um, like the flu, you know? So do you get, do you get a shot? Do you end up getting the flu or are you lucky? And you're like me, you get the flu shot, but then now this wasn't last year. This was before COVID, um, got the shot and ended up getting strain a and strain B and got, um, uh bronchitis with one um episode of the flu and pneumonia with another episode of the flu. So uh, you know uh, go figure. So uh, again, how are we going to get how are we going to get along? Is this going to be one of those things where you end up having a shot, a booster every month? I, I just don't know. And then again, I've got um two two friends of mine who had covid originally, a male and a female both right around the same age and then both ended up because of their professions and health choices got the vaccine and then both of them have recently gotten over a second round of covid so then my question is are cert- are there certain people is it blood type um what what is the case is there a reason that one person's going to get it over the other um is there are there lifestyle choices that people are making that are helping them? Because I really see no rhyme or reason. I've got friends who are super healthy, who get it, and they are literally still a year later, you know, six months later, whatever the case may be, dealing with fallout from having COVID. But then I've got friends who are older or have um, serious medical issues, and they, but they're basically like, well, I quarantined at home. I didn't feel great. But, uh, you know, I, I went ahead and quarantined, but I felt like I could have been out and about and, you know, you know, carrying on with life. So, and, and you know, and there's an exception to every rule, but I just don't, I still think we're at the point, and I'm going to agree with, with one of the things that Dr. Clothier said, which is, we don't, we don't know enough. We're still, what, 18 months into this? Um it, it but it's one of those things. I just, I just don't think we know enough. Um, let me, let me check real quick and see what everybody has to say this morning before I get very frustrated about something that Charles Gura sent to us, which is, um, oh shoot, let me turn that off. Oh, Let really? me turn that down. Um, uh, uh, Candace Owens, who was denied treatment at a Colorado hospital, so we'll talk about that in a second. But um, good morning to uh, Coach Quigley. Good morning, Dad. Um, good morning to Anne. Yay, out of Facebook jail. Um, let's see. Um, oh yes, and, and she mentioned something about the 13th check and the state legislature. Yes, they did pass, and finally the 13th check um, went through. Thank goodness. Um, yes, still pushing for cola. Yeah, definitely. If I'm a retired teacher, I'd be in the same boat um um and this is funny i thought the same thing yesterday when i heard that fauci report she said i found a good thing about the virus everybody will learn the greek alphabet and that's just so funny i think that's that's true oh and hi elizabeth how are you um yeah still um have lost part of my voice my voice is not back completely from um from singing with guns and roses i've got a koozie right here so i've got a funeral to go to after this so i didn't um didn't, uh, I, I didn't wear my concert t-shirt today, but I do have my koozie that my daughter bought for me at the concert um, Yeah, as I knock over all my babies. Um, anyways, great concert. If we get some time at the end of the show, I've got a couple of clips of Slash during his guitar solo. Um, three hours, of course, you know, like you feel compelled to sing with them for the three hours. Yesterday I woke up and I barely had a voice at all. Kind of kind of started coming back today, so that's good. Oh, Karis, good morning to you. Um, who else do we have on here this morning? Um, oh, Fred, good morning. Um, let's see. Um, I was talking to a business owner recently, and they said they had a huge amount of people apply for jobs. Oh, with them, um, when the stimulus checks were being given out, he said that they just wanted an acknowledgement that they applied to keep the stimulus coming yeah and they never showed up for the interview Uh, now that the stimulus is gone they have applied for the same job again the business owner is not even going to give them an interview I I wouldn't I don't blame them now because they wasted his time before Um, and that is oh good good morning Dr. Good and that is that's one of those things yeah a lot of people just you you play the game you go out you say you show you're looking for a job so you can still get the stimulus check and yeah if, if I'm a if I'm a person who owns a business, I'm going to remember somebody who came and wasted my time before. Um, you know, because especially small business owners nowadays, this is not an easy place to be. Um, they are struggling to keep those those doors open with all of the constraints. Um, especially if you're um, now, if you're here in Collin County, like we're here at you know Venturex and Frisco, Texas, um, you know business is booming. Um, you know, tons of folks, um, here it's a, it's a co working space and tons of folks out here renting spaces because people are getting back to the business of getting back to work. But then you go one County over, uh, not so much. Uh, you go to some other States who are literally just devastated by this because they're still in so much of a shutdown mode and they still have so many constraints that it's really hard for them to operate their business. Um, again I think at some point you've got to learn how to work with this and um, unfortunately I don't think the current administration I think they'd rather keep us in a shutdown mode because they have more control over us and that's just my two cents on that what do you think? Um, Candace Owens I'd like to thank Charles Gura for sending this this morning I didn't get a chance to read through the whole thing but I read enough to know what the heck yeah that's that's fancy news talk what the heck? Just kidding. So Candace Owens, um, a conservative author and commentator, precious. She is just a beautiful, smart, intelligent, um, wonderful, wonderful young woman, uh, up and coming uh, leader. Would love to see her um, in in um, public office at some point. Um, she was denied medical care in the form of a coronavirus test by a Colorado laboratory because of her political beliefs and this is according to Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson oh and Libby is saying that something about a passcode can you okay okay so we'll we'll, we're, we're getting ready to get congressman Taylor let me tell her that we will um so maybe can you resend Okay, yeah, what, whatever whatever you need to send over to Libby for van. That would be great. Okay, so Owens was sent a letter by Aspen Laboratories co-founder Susanna Lee informing her, uh, informing that her booking, I guess that's you know, her appointment, so booking was being canceled and she would be, quote, unquote, denied service because of both her aversion to governmental face mask mandates and her analysis of the effectiveness of vaccination shots and this is a quote we cannot support anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation politicizing and can you hear my eyes rolling in the back of my head politicizing really Okay, anyways, politicizing and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations, Lee wrote in the letter obtained by Tucker Carlson tonight. Um... And this is um, a few days ago from Candace Owens. A couple of days ago, as promised, here's the email from the rabid activist declining to give me a test. Plus my response to her. She clearly isn't stable enough to work in the in health and is a danger to the Aspen community. Um, anyway, she goes on. And I'm going to try to cut and paste this and put this into the comments. But she goes on to put her thought. What the lady said. What the woman said. And then what she responded. This is so reckless. Okay. Um, the great thing about America is we live in this country, and then again, tell me when Congressman Taylor's on and I'll shut it down And because you want to hear from him. Um, the great thing about America, God bless our brilliant founding fathers. I, I just sometimes I'm like, how did they know? When we come across these times in American history where the Constitution really does just... So, oh, there we go. Okay, so I'll finish my rant in just a little while, because we've got Congressman Van Taylor on. How How are you?
1: Hey, Kathy, how are you?
0: Uh, doing well, a little frustrated. I'm on a rant because I, I just found out this morning that Candace Owens, who is just a, a, a brilliant young conservative um, individual, young lady, was denied in Aspen um, because of her political stance, was de- denied a COVID test. So I was on a little bit of a rant. So. You've caught me when I'm a little, little, ah. Um, well, so good morning to you. Good
1: morning, good morning, and good
0: morning. <laughs> there, there you go. And that's what I was waiting for. Um, Well, we're so glad to have you back on today. We know it, you are crazy busy just with everything going on. Um, you know, thankfully, here in Congressional District 3, where you are our congressional leader, you are our congressman, things seem to be going well. You know, job growth, you know, individual people with the liberties given to us through the constitution are are succeeding but boy howdy congressman that is just not the case everywhere else so obviously we want an afghanistan update and and you being um you know former military you, you know i mean you you have been boots on the ground you understand military strategy so we want an update on that and then just kind of the insanity instead of um i keep thinking at some point this administration has to turn a corner. Something, something has to shake, shake them up and shake the president up to where he's like, okay, you know what? We're not on the right track. We need to get on the right track. But then, I don't see it happening. It gets, it, it gets worse every time. I think, okay, now, now at some point, ra- somebody has to be rational, and that's just not yeah, the case. Well, Is that uh, what you're finding in D.C.?
1: Yeah, uh, it's like they hit they hit rock bottom and keep digging
0: yeah okay that okay that's that's the new hashtag line for the day yes they've hit rock bottom and they keep digging rock bottom, that's keep exactly digging. what's happened oh
1: yeah um, yeah so unfortunately uh, on Afghanistan you know my office has been working around the clock uh, for the last several weeks trying to help. Uh, get people out of Afghanistan. We need, need to make sure that no American is left behind. We need to make sure uh, that none of our allies are left behind. Um, and, um, you know, President Biden at one point said we're going to stay until everybody comes home, and unfortunately he broke his word. Um, and I'll just share with you, Kathy, you know, I was in, a Marine, I was in reconnaissance um, and in my time in the invasion of Iraq, we operated, you know, forward of friendly lines, you know, sometimes for days at a time. Right. And, um, you know, so the idea of being left behind is something you think a lot about, um, as a reconnaissance Marine. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, uh, you spend a lot of time thinking about that and worrying about that. And so it's a very visceral, um, discussion for me because of my own personal experience. Right. Um, in Iraq and as a Marine, uh, particularly as a reconnaissance Marine. So, um, you know, what President Biden did, I think, is unforgivable. Uh, I mean, leaving Americans behind, leaving allies behind. And I think what's what's most frightening to me right now, Kathy, is is there isn't a plan um, right. to get people out. In other words, it's not like, well, okay. Uh, we're going to set up a ter- uh, there's an air base in Turkmenistan and we're going to start conducting uh, you know hellaborn operations out of there and try to pull people out or we're going to uh, we're going to start you know we're going to open up the border with Pakistan and you know we're going to start trying to drive people out uh, and try to use uh, vehicular convoys to try to extract people uh, out of out of Afghanistan I should point out Afghanistan is a, is a massive country and right. um, And the roads are not terribly good, Um, so you know a journey that might take three hours by car in Afghanistan takes you know twelve hours Mm. by car, Um, and it is very, Mm. very, very far away from the nearest U.S. base. So it is an eight-hour flight from Gutter to Kabul, Um, and to put that in context, it's an eight-hour flight from here to Hawaii. Right. Uh, So it is an extraordinary distance. It is it is a Herculean effort. The logistics of the country um, are really challenging, and right now there's no plan. Uh, you know, I have asked other members of Congress have asked uh, privately, publicly, hey, what do we tell people who are trying to get out? What are our, you know? Do we tell them to you know drive to this border to that border? Are we going to try to get them out in this way? And the answer is we don't know. We don't have a plan. Uh, there is no uh, follow-on. We're trying to get a plan. Uh, and it is staggering because it's not like you didn't know um, that at some point, you know, the Americans were planning to leave. Now, I, I was one, and I think the vast majority of the members of the U.S. House of Representatives um, were calling for the president to stay as long as it takes. And at one point he said that he would, and then he reversed course and broke his word and decided, I'm not going to stay. We left.
0: Which, which um, Congressman, that that tends to be, unfortunately— it's glaring in this particular situation that we're in, but that's kind of a theme throughout this administration, unfortunately, you know, uh, broken promises and going back on stuff and, oh, sure. And, and almost like smoke and mirrors. Don't pay attention to what's really happening. Look over here.
1: Yeah. No, it's, you know, the border, I mean, you've heard, you know, Vice yeah. President Harris say, you know, we're making progress. No, we're not. Uh, you, know, we're, you will see the border is secure. I mean, you're, I mean, you literally, you're told, hey, the border is secure. We're almost at over a million, almost a million people have crossed, have been apprehended on the southern border since President Biden uh, was, was sworn in. Um, you know, we have real problems there, but, and and part of it is just, it's just not the acknowledgement of a problem, right? I mean, right. you know, the denial um, and I, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around, uh, uh, you know, what's so clearly is a disaster that, uh, that is Afghanistan. Uh, and it didn't have to be that way. And I think that's what's most upsetting uh, to America is, gee, we didn't have to leave this way. We could have left in a responsible way. Uh, and the president said we would leave a responsible way, and we didn't. Um, and then, but then there's a denial of what actually transpired. Just like there is on the border, there is an what worried about are the human beings, uh, the Americans and our allies who are trapped behind enemy lines uh, in a hostile country uh, with a terrorist regime, literally a terrorist regime that yeah. is in control there. Um, and there isn't a plan. There is not a way to get people out. Um, and it's, it's, it's deeply, uh, deeply disconcerting uh, for us. And, um, and there, are, um, there are people that are dying as a result of the, mm. the, this administration's incompetence.
0: And, and and that and it's heartbreaking and, and something else, um I, I know that you're still doing your due diligence to see what has happened, but you know, we've already had a few folks chime in this morning and they've been asking this week to ask you about the service dogs that are over there. So it's it's one of these things we've got and, and 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 again, there's several different versions of that story. So when whenever you you get down to the bottom of that, we we'd love to hear an update on that because I know there are people who are willing to foster those dogs, help those dogs. I mean, people are like, "Hey, do we need to pay money to get somebody to go save them? Like former military to go in and rescue them?" But you look at, okay, so you've got women over there, children over there, um, you've got people who um, people who are from have have stepped up and they're learning, you know, like, you know, young women who, are, who have learned to read and who are working. Well, they're living in fear. Now you've got the president saying that anybody who wants to get back to America, they can, they can do it. Well, okay. What about the people who have been our allies, who have been interpreters, who have, who have been supportive of Americans over there or the Americans over there who are in hiding right now? How can the president go on national TV and say, anybody who wants to be back in America... Can what about the people who are who are fearful that they're going to be beaten or be, beheaded or the women who are fearful they're going to be raped and tortured? What about the people who are in hiding? How, how can he deny that we don't have people over there who are fearing for their life this very second?
1: Yeah, I, you, you know, Kathy, I don't want to get inside his head, but what, what I will say for, for president is it appears to me that he was so focused on leaving Afghanistan that he really, I mean, he truly, you know, put people's lives at risk and, and has abandoned people and, and broken his word, uh, and, you know. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, we have sort of three different problems as a result of how we left Afghanistan. Uh, one problem is what we've been discussing, which is all the people left behind. Um, And that's probably the most important, most pressing uh, human problem. The second problem is that you now have a country that has free reign that is run by a pro-terrorist, anti-American organization Mm. um, who, um, you know, in the past, uh, you know, helped facilitate the running of training camps. Um, uh, And there's a great book called Inside the Jihad, which I read many years ago, which talks about an individual who actually – um, was um, uh, believe it or not, was actually reading. Uh, w- w- spent a year in training camps uh, in Afghanistan, run by Al Qaeda under the under the auspices of the Taliban. Mm. Uh, and you know, the nine eleven hijackers were trained in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, and that's why we that's why we went there in the first place. Right. Um, and the the third area of of real damage uh, to America is with our NATO allies. Uh, in, in September and October of 2001, the United States, um, invoked article five of the NATO word, an attack on one is an attack on all. Right. And we asked our allies, uh, the British, um, the Germans, the French, the Poles, uh, the Scandinavians, Hey, we are, we are, we've been attacked. Uh, we need your help and we are going to you know, go after the terrorists where they live in Afghanistan. And they stepped up, and for 20 years, uh, these nations, you know, spent money, sent equipment, deployed troops, uh, fought beside us, uh, were wounded beside us, and died beside us. I mean, they, right. they, they, they sacrificed for decades uh, side by side with us. And, um, you know, European, uh, you know, NATO uh, countries uh, said, this is unbelievable. We, 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 we found out. Through a press conference, uh, that that the United States had made the decision to leave, we were not consulted. Um, and how can uh,
0: that be? How can that happen in America with the with the structures we have in place? How, mm-hmm. how do you find out through a press conference?
1: I, I think you just you you have someone who doesn't know how to lead um, and doesn't understand how to give mm. tasks orders and doesn't understand how to, you know, make decisions known. I think, you know, the the, the leaders that haven't had experience leading tend to make decisions in a very small circle and then they announce it on a press conference and everybody finds out that way. And that's a very poor way to lead. Right. Um, And you have a lot of problems with it. And so what the damage that we've done to NATO is very real. I was talking to one of my colleagues who uh, is on the foreign affairs committee uh, and he spoke to two different ambassadors uh, from NATO countries, who said, "You know, President Trump would have never done this to us." No, um, and that's so I true. Mean, you, you may not have agreed with him, but he was pretty bra- You know, he was pretty direct, pretty vocal. He would take questions. I mean, you you, you knew where he was coming from. And you, he was did. Pretty straightforward you did. You did. And
0: you're right. Like um, you said, even if you didn't like his approach or his style, which which uh, one one of our members of the crew said, there are a lot of people who didn't like his personality. Um, Now, I was not one Mm -hmm. of those. I'd rather somebody be honest and upfront with me. And I know where I know where you stand, especially when it comes to, you know, walking around. I want to walk around and I want to know that I'm safe, that my family's safe, that my friends and my loved ones are safe. And you knew that you knew that was not an issue with President Trump. But now here we are and we're getting ready for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm more fearful now, much more fearful than I would have been a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. You know? You know
1: well, it's um you know, and, and, and you know, and I and I'll just I'll just add this, you know, because a lot of people ask, you know, what was the point of being in Afghanistan? You know, for twenty years we denied terrorists the haven. Uh right. and in that sense it was a success. Um and, you know, I hope um you know that you know, that Afghanistan does not become a haven again uh, for terrorists. But we know that ISIS is there. We know that Al Qaeda is there, um, and we know that we have a very limited ability to deal with those terrorist groups in Afghanistan. And it, I, and it's unclear to me if this administration even begins to understand the threat that is now being created in um, the potential for threat. Uh, and I, I just think that you know, um, you know, the, the president says oh, we have over the horizon capabilities. It's an eight-hour flight. Um, this is an extremely Afghanistan is a difficult country for the United States, uh, in in part because it is a landlocked country. Right. Um, normally, you know, Marines get to show up, uh, and they can conduct you know attacks, you know, several hundred miles inland, which is an extraordinary achievement. Uh, but going into Afghanistan is really, really difficult. It's just because it's landlocked, and because we just we just don't have basing rights in and around it. Right. So right, um, we 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 have it's 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 a real problem, and and unfortunately the ramifications and the impact um, of President Biden's decision on American citizens and allies that are trapped in Afghanistan, uh, on the damage to the NATO alliance, uh, and, mm. and the creation of a terrorist haven um you know is something that we will not really truly know for months years and perhaps even decades to come
0: and that's that's the scary part is we we don't know i mean um to rebuild trust with our allies that's not like you mm-hmm. you go throw a pool party or everybody get together at the local coffee shop and then oh it's all good again I, I, again years of work years of intelligence it just seemed to have been just thrown out the window and and it's it is scary you're right we don't know. We don't know what, you know, your grandkids and my grandkids, we don't know what they're going to be studying about this and what the fallout's going to be. So um, we really sure. we really appreciate um, your help and coming on on a weekly um, basis when you've got so much going on. Uh, we truly do appreciate your time. If people want to get in touch with you or, and you've got a 100% meeting policy, um, lots true. of good things. I mean, I know we've, uh, you know, unfortunately news dictates when we have you on and you're an expert when it comes to military and things of that nature we want to talk to you about what's going on in Afghanistan, but there's lots of good things going on back in congressional district three. How do people get in touch with you? How do they set up a meeting? How do they find out about the different programs sure. for veterans, kids, for families in need? Um, how do they get in touch with you and your staff?
1: Um, so uh, usually I've got a staffer watching and So I'll have to put uh, the contact information for my Excellent. office on our website, but you just Google Van Taylor congressman and, and you'll, my, my office website, and you're welcome to uh, you know if you want to have a meeting with me, fill out a form. Uh, I have a, as you said, I have a hundred percent meeting policy. Uh, last Congress I had a, over eight hundred and fifty meetings with constituents.
0: Love it. Um, I'm
1: on track to have a thousand meetings uh, this Congress. So
0: wow, um, fantastic. Well,
1: and what's, what's awesome about that? You know, a lot of people are like, oh man, that's great. You know, you really you meet with everybody. I'm like, no, no. no what's great is that I have so many constituents that care so much about their community and are willing to share with me what is important to them, you know? And, um, you know, I, you know, yesterday, you know, I, you know, in, in Plano, I got to meet with, uh, with Hindus talking about their, their faith. I got to meet with uh, a woman talking to me about, you know, that uh, was a, an army veteran who had an issue with his command and tried to discuss how to, how to address that. Uh, you know, I had a meeting. Um, with a woman just talking, want to talk about politics, want to talk yeah. about, you know, the border Biden, and, and, and what do we do and where do we go from here? Uh, and so I have these conversations with people. I feel very lucky, again, to have so much engagement from the people who I work for.
0: Well, we appreciate you so much, and and you are accessible, and, and your staff is wonderful. You know, um, I myself, and then I, I can't tell you how many people I run across who know that you come on our show, and you're a member of the crew, and you're you're part of our family, and you have been ever since our, our days, you know, on radio, and um, your days as, as a state um, representative, and then as a state senator, people are like... I, you know, I I can't believe they're always so complimentary. They're like, I had an issue with this, or my parents had an issue with this, or my kid had an issue with this. Called Congressman Taylor's office. It was taken care of immediately. They got me to the right people. They helped me out. And um, then we get the people, JP and I get the people who say, oh, how do we get Congressman Taylor in our congressional district? We're like, sorry, you'll have to move up here to congressional district three if you want this kind of service. So there you go. But we do appreciate you. And God bless you. And you and your family, stay safe and have a blessed Labor Day weekend. And then we'll see you next week. All
1: right. Thank you, Kathy. All Here's
0: right. Thanks. You. Enjoy your
1: Labor Day weekend.
0: We will. Thank you. Take care. All right. Congressman Van Taylor of the Congressional Third District, just um, great public servant, um, really has a servant's heart. And we're very appreciative of those here in the district. And then... um, you know, just he's got a no-nonsense approach and, um, is very fact-based, is not, you know, having some kind of knee-jerk emotional reaction when he talks to us about the things in Afghanistan, so we do appreciate the updates firsthand from him. Um, okay, so I could talk about, oh, and thank you, Libby. She's come on, um, one of our social media feeds and has put in a link for Congressman Taylor's website, so we appreciate that. Um, we've got a few minutes left. I I can't believe it, like, I've got nine million things to talk about. We'll talk a little bit more about, um, uh, Candace Owens, I, I, I guess bottom line on that is if you're in the medical field, just like, just like if you're a first responder, just like if you're a teacher, it, oh gosh, no, that's another story I didn't get time to get to. Oh, a couple of teachers have lost their minds in California and I cannot believe they actually did lose their teaching jobs. One was, um, let me just put this out there and we'll talk about this next week. One of the teachers was. Um, uh, um, t- Trying was uh, basically uh, teaching kids to go with the philosophy of Antifa. Just, just saying. So, anyways, did lose their job, which I was kind of surprised in California, but maybe the the tides are turning out there. Even, um, but with Candace Owens and with anybody, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I can I can go on on the radio on the podcast. I can rant and rave about something I believe in or I don't believe in or whatever the case may be. And the great thing, last time I checked, this is still America, we still have freedom of speech, which is a beautiful thing. Freedom of speech is what allowed all of these liberal media folks to literally spew venom and hate about President Trump. And now they're able to spin and say however they want it. And again, if you're saying what your opinion is, you're an entertainer. (laughs) You're on this side where you're not just... You're, you're not regurgitating the news. You're not factually reporting the news. So, but here's the way I look. So if I'm a police officer, a, fire, you know, a firefighter, EMT, if I'm a medical person, if somebody comes in and they are in need of your services, you don't get to deny them based on what they think. I don't care if somebody is sitting there saying the medical profession's horrible, police are horrible, firefighters are horrible, which I can't imagine anybody saying that. But again, I'm sure there are people out there who who do, and it's it's their right here in America, at least today it is. Um, you know, you're you're out there and you're you're saying your opinion. You should not be denied any type of service as a result of that. So what happens if I'm um, you know, if my house is on fire, but the firefighter doesn't didn't vote the way I voted for the, the local city council race, can they n- sit there and go, well, sorry, we're going to let your house burn and your neighbor's is burn because you didn't support the same person I supported. If we get to that point in society, we really, really, really are in trouble. So I'm really upset with what happened to Candace Owens because even if it were somebody who were um, loved thought Fauci was the greatest thing since sliced bread, was like saying, hey, how many how many vaccinations can I get? Everybody wear 10 masks every day for the rest of your life. Again, even if I don't agree with them, I am not, if I'm in a situation where I can help that person, I'm not, I'm not going to deny them services. I just I just think that's insane. Um so so there's that. Um oh yes and, and and coach quigley thank you for reminding me and the reason JP's not here, he's in back in Arizona his dad had gone back to um, to uh, finish uh, putting things in storage and finalizing the sale of his house um, because he's moved here to Texas with J.P. and um, has had some heart issues. And so um, not for sure what is going on. J.P. Um, went last night and was with his dad today in Arizona um, so uh, please uh stan payton is his dad's name please 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 we're asking the crew to pray for stan to pray for john he's very concerned about his dad um, his dad has some compromised health issues if, as we've talked about openly on the show and so um, we're definitely asking for prayers for that and coach quigley thank you because that was on my list and i, I would have been upset if i didn't get a chance to say that so thank you very much for that um so let's. It's Friday. We've got a three day weekend coming up. Some of you are already off and you've got a four day weekend, which enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. But I'm going to say what Dr. Clothier says stay hydrated because it's going to be hot as all get out this weekend. Um, got to go. And y'all know, I, okay, shocking. And this is news alert. Um, I, I love music, I love live concerts. I literally would prefer to go to a great live concert than go on a vacation, you know. A, the majority of the time, because I just absolutely, some of my best memories are involve music and concerts. And if my dad's still on, he he's the one who started it all with music back in the day. So thanks, Dad. Um, my kids love it. And um, we got to go, my uh, buddy Rob Hall, hi, Rob, um, was in from Florida. He's an old, well, uh, oh God, I'm gonna say old, he's younger than me. But one of my, back in the day when we qualified for young Republicans, he was a Texas young Republican with me. And um, we we used to go to DC together and all this kind of fun stuff and so, um, uh, anyway, so he's a big Guns N' Roses fan. He was in town for his parents' 50th wedding anniversary. It's like Kathy, there's like you know you can get seats for under hundred bucks they're in the upper balcony but let's go see Guns N' Roses I was like oh my gosh so we took my daughter and we took um her boyfriend who had not been to a concert yet um and I I had no idea so anyways just such a fun night we had had an absolute blast um Guns N' Roses can still kill it Slash who depending on which um guitar um experts you talk to which um you know which which entertainment magazine or which survey you you look at but um slash um who is the lead guitarist for guns and roses and has been forever um will will go down in history depending on your list top top 20 top 10 I mean, he's up there with Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix. I mean, the guy is amazing. And literally, his guitar solo was one of, and I've been to a ton of concerts, a ton of concerts. One of the best guitar solos. I, I literally, they played for three hours. First of all, Guns N' Roses, were, they were awesome. Um, played for three hours. I mean, you, you were just like wiped out afterwards because you're having to sing and dance and, you know, jam with the band. Um, But his guitar solo was unreal. Could have listened to him play guitar for three solid hours. And, Brett, do we have – can we play that clip of Slash? Um, I think this is one of of the clips that I took. I think it's like a minute, so – Okay, so and that's just a little clip, and I've got several of them. It, it was unreal, and, and Elizabeth on, uh, uh, hopped on. Oh, and hey, Leilani. Um, uh Elizabeth said he was amazing, and I, it was liter- it was, it was just like jaw dropping. I just so so incredible, so so happy. I went, just had 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 a blast, and um, just love you, Em. Um, lo- Emily's boyfriend's the cutest thing. He, the whole time that um, Slash is playing, he's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He was just, it was blown away. It was just so great. Um, wanted to give um, birthday shout outs to um, Gail Meeks, who's got a birthday coming up. So birthday blessings to you, beautiful lady. Another um, birthday shout out to um, Melissa, who is a dear friend of mine who I cheered on the sidekicks with back in the day. And she, she and I won a dance contest since we're talking about rock music. And um, we danced... Um, on stage with poison to the song unskinny bop back in the day. So there you go. Now figure out my age. Um, but anyways, I'm old. Um, so birthday blessings to you, my beautiful friend, and we're still continuing to pray for you. She had a clean bone scan. She's battling breast cancer. Um, looks like she's got some chemo coming up, has finished her radiation. So anyways, praying for you and glad you're around to celebrate this birthday. We also want to pray for, um, ask the crew to pray for all of those who have who have dealt with the devastating wake of, um, Ida. Um, you know, I, I want to say 40 people, um, in the Northeast have, have passed. It, it's just, it's, it's a horrific, horrific tragedy. And we're just, um, asking for prayers for all of those people in need, the people in Louisiana who have lost their homes, who are still devastated. So, so please pray for them. And we're going to end on like the best. And again, I, I, Dig music like nobody's business. This is the best music news of my entire lifetime so far. Can you pull up the article I sent you, Brett? And thank you so much for all your good work today. Um, Can you pull up the article on ABBA? So... um, (laughs) Fred said dang you are old Kathy I wasn't even born when Poison was around yes you young thing you very young thing and I was old enough to dance on stage with them so um okay I love ABBA another thing so dad um my dad and I gosh some of my best memories when I was a kid were my dad and I listening to ABBA and then of course every time Mama Mia comes out or is on stage or anything you know my dad and I are right there um also shout out to my dear friend Lynn who is also huge ABBA fan so is my daughter anyways we just love ABBA they are reuniting after 40 years so um they're also going to be releasing an album um called Voyage so, anyways, now you can go back to a split screen, but um, but keep yeah keep the ABBA image up on up on the other side. Um, I, I heard this on the news uh, on the radio yesterday, and I'm like, did I just hear that? That was one of those things. Like, I'm like, I have to pull off, I have to pull over because it's too dangerous for me to be listening to the radio right now, hearing this news. But after 40 years, ABBA the band is reuniting and in November they have a new album coming out and what I've heard is they're going to drop five of their singles before then so like I'm hoping and praying maybe like Labor Day weekend they're going to drop one of those singles. I'm hoping it's going to be happening soon. I cannot wait. There is supposed to be I'm hearing a concert tour coming with this out of all the bands I've seen and all the bands that have been on a bucket list for me. I Oh, my gosh, I, I would I would give up my car to go see ABBA. I I am so excited about them reuniting, and they've been asked a bajillion times and for lots of money to reunite, but after 40 years, ABBA is back together. So all is right in the world. This, this has got to be a sign of something good to come because ABBA has reunited. So anyways, I'm just super excited about that. I uh, don't know if you're a fan. Obviously, I am. Um, I was talking to somebody um, yesterday, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I heard Ob is reuniting. Have you lost your mind?" And I was like, "I was like, if if there." Like I would go to their concert and I would cry from opening song to ending song, just tears of joy. Um, So anyways, just just so, so excited about that. So hopefully that um, will kick you off, especially if you're an ABBA fan. That will um, put you in a great mood for the weekend. And we hope you have a blessed weekend. Please stay safe. Um, Don't have any of these um, here hold my beer moments or hey, watch this. Nothing good comes after either one of those statements. So just be safe. Um, You know, be aware that it is super hot, especially here in Texas. Um, But just be safe and take care of yourself and take care of each other. Have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Again, continue to pray for um, J.P.'s dad, Stan, and hopefully we'll have some some good news. And hopefully he'll be back home in Texas where he belongs um, when J.P. and I are back on the air next week. We've got This Pink Cloud coming up, uh, Snarky Parenthetical. We've got um, Kilroy's Conversation this weekend a special 9-11 edition we've got um what else do we have uh oh uh, the ask dr be good show on sunday and then of course uh jp and i will be playing a special re rerun with with our show with randy travis on monday and then um lisa and i will be coming to you with this pink, uh, not this pink cloud with heart and soul of texas women so anyways just have a blessed one um god bless you and we will see you soon Mwah.